सो हेलो एवरी वन वेलकम टू इंडी परिषद माई नेम इज सशी दिस इज अ पॉडकास्ट डेडिकेटेड टू इंडिपेंडेंट फिल्म मेकर्स फ्रॉम अराउंड द कंट्री एंड टू कॉन्वर्सेशन रिलेटेड टू इंडिपेंडेंट फिल्म मेकिंग टूडेज एपिसोड इज अ वेरी स्पेशल वन फॉर मी आई एम बींग जॉइंड बाय माई चाइल्डहुड फ्रेंड हर्षजीत गोयारी वी यूज टू स्टडी इन द सेम स्कूल ही वॉज वेरी गुड इन फुटबॉल uh we never called it soccer it's football for us and he was also very kind enough to let me play with him and uh, but i was never good at it so then uh we were not in touch after mid school much middle school much uh and again uh in 11th and 12th we ended up pursuing the same college so uh the place where we grew up the city called guwahati we have the system there that you can pursue 11th and 12th from colleges so but it was very not very common for everyone to uh pursue the 11th and 12th that is plus 2 from college because we were in a cbse school and the college was affiliated to the state board but we too ended up doing it and one day in a certain class I saw this guy and I was like is he the same guy whom I used to know very uh, very closely in middle school and I ended up asking him are you the same guy and he told me of course I am and it was very strange and very surprising for me and then again we passed out and there was no contact again and I don't know what he did after that and then after many years just like two months back i was browsing through my instagram and because i follow the filmmaker reema das i was going through one of her stories and i see this guy in that story he was uh, having a good moment with reema das crossing a stream or that kind of a place and he was having a boom mic with him and again i was confused if this is the same guy and after some thought i ended up messaging him on facebook and asking him if you are the same guy because you look like this this person in this picture looks like you and he told me yes it is this is me and i ended up learning that he went to ftii later and pursued a course he worked in so many films he has worked in five films till now two of them have been directed by reema das and all of his films are going to release very soon none of them have released yet as of yet and he is waiting for a grand release of all all of his work together and today i am so proud of him and this is such a special and happy moment for me that today i am doing this podcast with him like so many years back we used to be kids in school have and had no idea of the fact that we would end up being in this industry together So welcome Harsha how are you what's up yeah i'm totally fine so uh, what about you i'm also good uh, currently in mumbai working on different okay. things what's mm-hmm. up uh, how how's life in guwahati and uh, what are you doing now it's pretty much normal uh, right here so i have been traveling for last 2 months so i wasn't so in touch with guwahati mm-hmm. so i just came back Three days ago from uh, Shillong, I was shooting there for a documentary. So, oh, so I was shooting a documentary there. So it's about uh, Puri. So it's, uh, you'll get to know. Yeah, Puri is uh, 
it's like uh, what you call um, a small concept based on Meghalaya's uh, folk tales. So oh, okay. I'm working as a sound recordist there. So it just got over. The first schedule got over. So I'll be working on the second schedule from November. So I came back Guwahati uh, last two days ago, and it was quite normal. So even oh, the situation of the COVID situation is totally normal right now. So people are going finally going out and, and yeah. meeting friends. So usually I miss you too. You should be here soon. <laughs> yeah. Once I'm there, I'm going to meet you. It's been a long time. Yeah. Sure. Sure. <clears throat> so, uh, tell me, like, how did you uh, end up joining the filmmaking line? Like, we never had a conversation about it. Of course, that uh, must have been surprising for you also that I ended yeah. up taking this path. Tell me about your journey. It's pretty uh, surprising for me too, actually. So, I was doing engineering in Nehu. So, while pursuing my engineering degree, like, you you are also an engineer so you must be familiar with like engineers go through different experiments right so so while going through different experiments i just thought about myself like why don't i experiment about my own life so i just started to think about myself what i actually want to do while pursuing my engineering whether it's my right kind of job so I just continued to think about it. And suddenly one day, a friend of mine just introduced me to camera. So I was quite intimidated with uh, lenses and all. So I got to learn many things from him. So finally, I got the interest into filmmaking through this uh, special friend of mine. And like we both started discussing about different films, different uh music stuffs other than engineering other than our the core subject which we had to discuss about so we were pretty much out of our topic of academics so i just started doing that and then i finally got to know like there's a campus called fti which is basically for filmmaking so i just googled it and researched research about it and then i finally got to know and then i just thought why don't i try for it so on 2018, yeah, it's on 2018, March. So I tried after doing my first year of MTech, I just thought of myself, like, why don't I just try for an entrance? And then I just wrote my entrance. And finally, I got selected. Actually, I got selected. It was, it was pretty much surprising that actually people wanted to know my story because I actually was very genuine with my story. So I just wrote about it in my entrance exam. So people, I think the selectors or the jury pretty much liked, liked it. So I just got through it, <clears throat> through my interview too. So, and that's how I got in. So I was, I was pretty much interested in music too. So that took me, that drew me to sound designing. So basically I got uh, interested through it. And actually my mother is also an AIR artist. So all India radio and television artist. So, yeah, so kind of I got to learn a lot from her too <clears throat> during my childhood days. So it was pretty much in me, but I didn't experiment that much. But later on, I realized, like, why don't I bring out my own regional industry into Indian cinema? Like, I was pretty interested to tell our story, especially from Assam. Like, we are a diversity, right? 
So we have a diverse, we are a diverse culture tradition and at, at, we have a diverse ethics. So this kind of drew me into filmmaking. So that's how my journey came through. That's, that's fabulous. Like I'm, I'm so, I can't explain it to you right now. I'm feeling so, so um, enthralled with this conversation mm-hmm. and uh, it's amazing to know your background and your story which we actually never talked about before. It's amazing. Like it's a very different feeling, but uh, tell me about your life in FTII. How was it? And how did the pandemic affect it? Okay. So like I was there in 2018. So pretty much it was the first year. So it was very new to me. The campus was very new to me. The people were very new to me. So, uh, but I kind of was very interested to know new people from new places. So I wanted to know about their culture. I was very, pretty much interested to know about their tradition. How do they live in their place? What do they eat? What language do they speak? So I got uh, many friends from different states. So they were pretty much close to me. So they had their own stories to tell. So I was pretty much involved in it. I got pretty much involved in it. Actually, within a span of three, four months, I got involved. So, like, that's how we discussed about different uh, forms of art, different films, about we uh, discussed uh, about the critics that was bought into it, like the sensation of films, so, etc. So, after that, uh, we did different projects together. So different college projects. So we have, uh, I completed three projects in FTII. So I have more, three more left to complete. So because of the pandemic last year, it got affected uh, very pretty badly. And till now it's still on hold. So I guess it might reopen by next January, by next year, by 2022. So I'm hoping for the best to reopen because I pretty much miss my campus. I pretty much miss my own people there. So I miss my campus, actually, my home, my second home. <laughs> yeah, I, I was talking to a, a director I was working with recently who's from FTII. And I was telling her that there's a friend of mine who's studying FTII, but because of the pandemic, now he's uh, at home. And mm. he's not able to be in campus. And she was like, oh, my God, I, I can understand what he must be missing out on right now. The <laughs> campus life and all. So I kind of get it. So uh, tell me, like when you went to FTII, like what what were the films you were exposed to? And after uh, when you went to FTII, you must have uh, like they must be showing their uh, films from world cinema. How was mm-hmm. that experience, that exposure? Okay. The, first of all, like uh, since I was new to it, I was it was pretty much out of my league. So we were pretty much into Bollywood movies during our time so it was very new to me so kind of i felt surprised like okay this kind of film really exists and this kind of reality of the world it existed actually existed so that's how i got introduced to world cinema so like uh especially like filmmakers like uh asgard like ozu i didn't know about them like Satyajit Ray, even Satyajit Ray, I wasn't much into it. So like after going to FTI, I got also got to know about Indian cinema. Okay, this kind of 
film also existed in India too. So I got introduced to many good filmmakers, many good uh, technicians and all. So it was a pretty hot topic for me to, and I was pretty much interested to uh, share my experiences along to my friends who aren't even who aren't into films so it, it's very different for them to write to know so they used to ask me like you were an engineer so you could have done some normal government jobs and all why are you into films so like that's where the ma- magic lies i used to tell them that's where the magic lies you should go out think out of the box always think out of the box that's what i think about and that got that experience got me into cinema actually totally so, yeah, yeah now now does it happen that when you watch a film with a friend who is not uh, in, in this line uh, do you end up like uh, explaining what it should be like and does the critic inside you play uh, play out when yeah. you watch a film sometimes it plays because like uh, there are many friends who doesn't know the ethics of films so they don't have much idea about it so many people watch it for entertainment many people don't think to that deep so like when it comes to films i go deep personally so i used to watch over and over again i used to analyze it so people my friends used to ask me like okay why are you seeing this movie again and again it's it's boring right it's boring to watch <laughs> yeah. again and again <laughs> it's really boring so i used to tell them see a filmmaker makes a lot of effort to bring out this kind of art form every filmmaker has an effort to it so why not i just analyze it thoroughly and watch it again and again to know more more about him to experience more about the film so i i, I used to just explain them to that and like they through that like they used to just judge me along like ah like you're maybe you're thinking too much maybe you're showing it too much because you're a filmmaker so but that's not the case actually so it's my kind of paying tribute and respect to every filmmaker in the world so yeah i, I understand that happens like uh... Yeah, I, I I think that innocent fan boy who we were before, like before we got a kind of uh, actually adulterated by world cinema, <laughs> that 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 fan boy has died now. Like we are a different mm-hmm. kind of fan boy right now. Um, yeah. We try to analyze it also. We would uh, critic, criticize, and critique it also. We would mm-hmm. like. hate if there is a certain kind of a shot which we don't like or maybe we think it could have been done better and that's what other people wouldn't like people who are not in this line and are watching a film with us they wouldn't like that but yes so tell me about the course that you are pursuing in FTI like what exactly is sound designing and recording how is it done okay so like uh, basically in sound when we call it sound people think like it's just uh something which doesn't have an essence to a film but actually it has a lot of essence so it plays a very important role so sound basically has different departments so it's a very big department i would say so it's a broad department so like starting off with sound recording 
So what do we do nowadays? Like before we used to dub dialogues and all dialogues after the shoot, right? So nowadays what we do in sound recording is like we go to a location, we take our equipments along like the mic and a recorder, and then we record it in the location itself. So what it does is like it saves our time and energy to dub again in the post. And also for the actors, it becomes easy for them to bring out the art on location itself. So they don't have to bring out an extra ener- energy in the studio to dub a dialogue or something. So that's how we work in sound. That's how we work in sound recording. So whatever isn't captured, we do it in the post later in dubbing and all. But I usually pay heat to sound recording in location itself. So it's a very important part of me. So like other than after that, uh, we have our post-production. Post-production consists of dialogue editing, effects editing, sound designing, mixing, and mastering. So like what do we do in dialogue editing? We edit all the dialogues from the edit point of view like we correct it we correct the tone we bring out the perspective of it and that's how we do the dialogue editing basically in short so like this is how the dialogue editing is done and then comes the effects editing like we edit the effects and all like the slamming of door like the footsteps and etc so that's how we do the effects editing and then comes the sound designing so it's a very important part again So in sound designing, what it does, like it brings out the essence of the film. It brings out the uh, actual art form, which we, without which we won't feel it in theaters and all. Suppose you just imagine a film without a sound. So, okay, it works. Sometimes it works. But what if the sound is added to the film? So you will be able to feel the essence, right? by hearing it by hearing itself if you hear a voiceover how do you feel if it's effective so that's how we do the designing part we make a design we make a graph we make a just like we make a character arc for an actor it's the same thing with what we do in sound technically so that's what we play with the film that's how we play with the narrative in sound designing so after that comes the mixing the leveling ups and downs so after that comes the mastering at last so what is mastering okay so in mastering like basically like if you play something in a, as a suppose i would say in simple words suppose you play a sound in 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 the, in the movie theater so in theater what do we do like we have a dolby atmos we have a 5.1 sound so in mastering basically we see the level of sound that should come up that should come down the dynamics of the sound basically okay hmm. so we check the dynamics of the sound and mastering so that's what we do okay <laughs> yeah yeah so this this was very helpful and i'm i'm sure many people who might have been listening to this should yeah. find this very useful and mm-hmm. i i would like to share some things some thoughts i have around sound designing which which is lately i have started understanding that it is the sound design which actually i think weaves the film into one complete identity because visuals will keep cutting from this that of course sound also cuts but 
like I was watching this film called Our Separation uh, by Ashkar Farhadi, and then ah. like I was watching it for the third time only for the sound, just to understand how ah. he, uh, how the sound was designed for that film, and I I understood a lot of things. Like usually, what would happen is like they a scene would end with a door slamming, so hmm. and that sound would a door would slam, and then we cut to a busy street. So yeah, it makes very so yeah it's a very organic transition and and i then I, i understood that oh so this scene that actor has to slam the door only because we need a cut so the sound is deciding how the actor should act in that scene and how the where the director has to cut it and uh, it's amazing like and there are a lot of other observations i made like uh, maybe what he usually does is that the sound of the next scene would like kind of fuse with the sound of the previous scene uh th- there's a gradual fade in already happening in the next scenes before the next scene starts these are some mm-hmm. observation i made correct me if i'm wrong <laughs> then yeah. yeah uh that's that's how i realized that sound is a very important uh, factor we usually talk about the visuals and shot taking and angles and lenses but mm-hmm. the sound is quite important yeah. so uh, equal to the lenses that we talk about it's equal to camera basically i would say i would take it 50 50 <laughs> of course it's 50 50 it's a visual and audio based medium so both have yep. to play together um uh, tell me about the equipments you usually use and what kind of recordings are done like suppose uh, let's let's take the example because you shoot in assam and meghalaya you have shot there a lot uh, and the picture i saw you uh, your picture with rima das like suppose that's that's the location like a film, mm. like village rock stars and where there is a stream flowing and two characters are talking so what are the things you are going to record there like are you going to uh, record the hustle uh, the leaves and the trees also the, the wind striking the leaves and the trees the water okay. or the yeah tell me okay so like if it's a location suppose where there's a flood and then you have two characters talk, talking above the water so yeah. like there's a boat there for example just place a boat there and there's two characters sitting on the boat and discussing about something mm-hmm. so like what i do is like i place a lapel mic to both mm-hmm. the characters for okay. a closer reference and then i place the two lapel mic is attached to the to them to their body yeah okay what if um, they have to do away with that if they are not wearing any clothes or something like that Okay, if they aren't wearing any clothes, then that's a very important question. So, like, I'll have to take a wild take, either mm-hmm. a wild take or I'll take it with a boom. Mm-hmm. So, if it's a very wide shot, mm-hmm. then it's pretty much easy to take a wild take, and we can play with the sync later. Okay. So, we take the wild take on the location itself. Then the actor doesn't have to go again to the studio and dub. So and if it's a close shot and you don't have a uh, clothes there yeah. then what we do if it's a close shot there will be someone holding a mic near near him near the character so that it doesn't appear on the camera okay so that's mm-hmm. how we place it or we can place it somewhere we can find we'll find a place where the frame isn't there so we'll just place a mic there and we'll play with the sensitivity of the sound we'll just increase the sen- sensitivity of the transmitter of of the lapel and mm. then we'll record the sound and there's always a boom there the boom is very important because lapel doesn't play an important role if there aren't any clothes so mm. lapel is just for a reference and also for 
if uh, for example the boom mic doesn't work then lapel plays an important role there so my i pay heat to boom mics so why boom mics because like when you place a boom mic there you get the ambiences along with the dialogue hmm. so like the ambiences around you like hmm. it also plays an important part with the dialogue so if you if it depends on the mood suppose uh it's a sunny day and there's a birds chirping and you're happy and the character is talking about something happy hmm. the character if the character is happy then i would capture the ambiences ambiences uh ambiences along so like that's how the essence of that narrative comes up hmm so, so and if it's a night scene then i uh, along with the dialogue i get the cricket ambiences so that's how the boom mic becomes important for me because it captures the ambiences around you mm-hmm. so well, that's how it I, works okay uh, and what are your thoughts on the zoom recorder does it does it play a good role in the film okay, process so like there's a thing called signal to noise ratio so where a recorder captures more signal and then re- uh, releases less noise so we look into that technique technicality so according to that we use a recorder so for me uh, if i use a recorder i would use i would prefer a sound devices rather than zoom so the signal to noise ratio of uh, of sound devices is better than zoom recorder so for me in location sound i would always use a zoom recorder and also a mixer if i get it so the mixer what it does is it cancels out all the noises so i would use a mixer along with the zoom uh, not zoom sorry sound devices recorder okay suppose someone wants to make an indie film uh, with the lowest possible budget then uh, okay. what would you suggest for uh, sound like recording devices what are mm. enough so so for equipments actually i don't compensate but uh, i always go with the best possible way because mm-hmm. i always te- tell them like if you're using a good camera even if you're a, if you have a if you have a low budget but mm-hmm. you're using a sony camera sony 8 a7 s3 you're using a high quality camera why do you need to compensate on sound mm-hmm. why do you need to use a chinese uh, product mm-hmm. uh, cheap product if you are using a very good quality camera mm-hmm. so that's how i always uh, tell my re- director or the producer so okay. like but the possible way of recording if it's a documentary i would go with h6 because basically mm-hmm. like h6 is good for ambiences and all so mm-hmm. for rough use because we go to different locations and all so we do, we don't know about the weather we don't know about the temperature so i would go with h6 if it's a documentary or and if it's a feature i won't go less than zoom f8n mm-hmm. or sound devices mix pre okay yeah. cool now uh, tell me about the films that you have shot uh, sorry you have recorded for and uh, uh, what are what subject matters are they based on and when are they releasing tell me something about them okay so about the dates of releasing i'm not so sure about it but uh, i am still working on it so like i have completed uh, one film with rimadas 
so the name the final name hasn't been decided yet it's a family drama basically and the another one is village rockstar so which will uh, part two of village rockstar so it will be it's still going on the shoot is still going on so i think it will continue for next two three months more so so in now we have a break here so i'm working for another film in arnachal pradesh it's uh, based on some folktale and some mystery of arnachal pradesh so the title of the film is sangi ghai okay so what's the meaning uh, meaning is like a treasure a kind of oh, treasure okay. that, yeah so like you have seen the, uh, this mysterious island and all na uh-huh. pirates of the caribbean yeah so for example yeah it's yeah. similar to that the storyline is different but the uh, kind of like the idea the idea which you will get it so i'm just not comparing it but mm-hmm. you'll get an idea about it to sure, get an sure. idea i just give you an example sure. so like uh, i'll be shooting this one from september 19 the shoot will start from september 19 and it's going to be uh, shot over for one month hmm. <clears throat> so okay. and like uh, i've done this documentary uh, which i have told you earlier uh, in in of puri the title puri. is puri yeah yeah okay. and it's over i have shot in different locations over meghalaya okay so in east kasiels basically yeah so it's not completed yet the se- second schedule will start in november or december mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this is another one and then i have shot one documentary for a social activist called malini jivantapuram so she is from chennai okay so she shot documentary of lgbt community so i just completed it in last year and it's still not released yet so i'm expecting to release i guess somewhere near by near in future so you're going to have a lot of releases together and i'm i'm sure it's going to be great like do do call me for screenings <laughs> yeah sure, sure. <laughs> i'll sure. call you for sure <clears throat> T- tell me about the family drama because uh, what what kind of uh, uh, how what's the tone of the film uh, are we going to see something different coming from rimadas or is is it in a similar space like village rockstars and bulbul can sing yeah from my experience like uh, it's going to be a bit different from what she is into like she is into basically basically she is into nature right Yeah. So in Village Rockstar in Bulbul Can Sing she was into nature. Mm-hmm. And like what humans play in, with nature, how humans play with nature basically. Mm-hmm. So this drama the uh the art form which she brought in is a bit typical which uh, we can relate it to our typical lives. Mm. So the normal routine that we do every day. Drama. Yeah. Is it a city based story? Uh, yeah, it's a city based story basically. Oh, it's a city based Mm-hmm. so <clears throat> the style of work is different from village rockstar okay so it, it's going to be interesting to watch so, well, so I, is there a documentary kind of approach still there like in this film also like yeah uh, like her style of working is a bit documentary right documentary yeah. based documentation uh-huh. so like yeah, yeah she kept her style i guess so mm-hmm. because she likes her style Mm. So, so she worked. Actually, she continued in that way. So, kind of, she kept her style. Okay, that's nice. That's nice. Uh, tell me, uh, you wanted to say something, right? I interrupted in between. 
Would you like okay. to complete that? Uh, no, I, I've just completed it. It's okay. You can continue. Sure, sure. Tell me uh, more about the indie scene in Assam and Northeast where you're working right now. Uh, what is it like and uh, how enthusiastic people are and what are their vision uh, with indie cinema? Okay. So like a lot of audiences uh, from what I've heard are pretty much positive. So like I've got positive gestures, positive thoughts from many non-filmmakers, like the audiences basically. So like from what I have experienced about uh, film indie filmmaking in Assam, like uh, I am pretty much hopeful, like it will grow to a cert- certain extent and I uh, by next two, three years and it's still growing. It's on the... <clears throat> urge of growing so like i think by next five years you're gonna see a lot of indie movies coming up and packed with audiences in theaters so if the pandemic gets over by then so you're uh, gonna expect a lot of audiences in theaters basically for indie films in assam so i'm pretty much positive about it Uh, but uh, like um with with the pandemic happening people have resorted to otts and all right now and already indie cinema was not getting a lot of theater space do you think mm-hmm. like it will be uh, easier for indie films to make it to the theaters post the pandemic because they were already very intimate cinema made to be watched on laptops usually a lot of people also uh, say that what are, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on that yeah so like uh, yeah i pretty much got to know like people are into ott more into otts right now because of the situation current yeah. situation so but I've also got people like who are pretty much interested and are very urged urged to go to theaters and all. Like they're pretty much waiting for theaters to open up. So they're impatient about it. So like they will just get out of their houses and enjoy uh, films and theaters. So I've got this kind of support too from different people. like uh, non-filmmakers too. So like, I'm pretty much uh, positive about it. So I think the theaters won't die out. It will continue Definitely. and it will yeah. grow within a span of time. It will take mm-hmm. time, but it will take time. But uh, in next three, four years, more max five years, it will grow. Hmm. True, true, true. Yeah. Do you, uh, what do you think about uh, the ASME's new wave which has come? Uh, I, I see it as a new wave for SME cinema with the coming of directors like Rima Das and Bhaskar Hazarika and the kind yeah. of films they have made. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? And also, uh, like, uh, like, do we have a large subtitle reading audience in India that would want to watch SME's films? And what are your thoughts on all that? Mm-hmm. So, like, basically, like, people... Are in uh, why uh, people are into world cinema right now. So because of the OTT also helped actually uh, to let people experience different films right of uh, and of different countries. So and since the uh, subtitle came to came came through, like it has become an important factor too for people like because people are getting to know like after reading the subtitle you get to know the scene you get to know the shot so like that's how people are getting used to subtitles 
So like I have found people like they're they are into world cinema right now. They watch films of different languages, so different tradition, and also they are pretty much urged to learn about the different uh, tribes, the different caste that people are living in different world. So that's how my thoughts are. That's how my I got my experience. So like pretty much in Assam too. Like if you see, like people are yeah. So like. Assamese people are bought into national media right now, so like big shots like Rima Das and Bhaskar Hazarika, like mm. Amis was also a great film to watch. Ah, uh, yeah, totally. Anurag yeah, Kashyap so, presented it, and yeah, Anurag Kashyap presented it. So, like, how did it help? Obviously through subtitles, obviously yeah. through visuals. Like people are pretty much uh, interested to see uh, the Northeast India, how we are. living how we are growing so the different diverse tribes of northeast so we should be able to bring up more stories more of our stories through through this art form so i'm pretty much positive and i'm pretty much uh will try to make some big one day something big one day so i'll bring out the story of our regional so that's how I'm into it right now. That's how I'm into filmmaking, actually. <clears throat> that's yeah. that's very nice. I'm looking forward to actually working with you, man. Why just looking forward to watching your films? I want to work with you, and <laughs> yeah. and I think people. Uh, I I'm really hopeful of Asmi's new wave and Asmi's cinema, which is now coming out right now, and I, uh, it's going to come out. And I hope like uh, we can also have a great name like Malayalam cinema. Uh, which has yeah. made a great name for itself and amazing yeah. people amazing filmmakers amazing actors people we mm-hmm. look up to and mm-hmm. i'm sure northeast is doing a, a great job too great and job. Uh, yeah. now now let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, indian cinema in general like uh, what i always think about this that what should be the language of indian cinema because you have studied in fti i must have watched a lot of films from around the world from different countries what happens yeah. is like usually a certain treatment style uh, of cinema is associated with a certain country like it, it, it italian cinema has given us neorealism bicycle thieves has given us neorealism yeah. which people follow Fr- french yeah. cinema has given us new wave uh, yeah. with a lot of uh certain new new elements of filmmaking and different experiments they did and which a lot of people are following now so iranian cinema has given us minimalism which is evident yeah. in rima das's films also but uh, what yeah. is the language of indian cinema uh, it is mixed up right now which i see the homegrown indian cinema's language is the musical where we see song and dance and that is uh, how indian cinema is usually identified to be but there is a parallel cinema also which is influenced uh, by many filmmaking movements from around the world and there are many kinds of cinema so what do you think should be should we work towards having a uniform identity for indian cinema or is it always going to be a mixed thing uh for me uh yeah. working rather than like uh rather than working on a on a uniform cinema mm-hmm. <clears throat> like india is diverse right so yes. we we work and we have a different culture in every state 
we have a different tradition every state yeah. so like which people follow according to their interests mm-hmm. so for me uh, like the one you told uniform or mixed right yeah yeah what do you think like okay. if you want to think around these lines that uh, our cinema is about song and dance right you, that's what we actually grew up seeing watching yeah. why do we why are we shying away from it today like why do we not we are people are so anti bollywood right now so many people uh, the the audiences are anti bollywood bollywood is bad and this and that mm-hmm. but can't we have a really well made musical the song and dance hindi film uh, can't it be made in a certain way that okay. it is mature also and it is at par with a great film any great film coming from any part of the world okay so like yeah what uh, i totally support your uh, point of view of like it's uh, like even if there's a song in a film like i totally yeah. support it if it's meaningful if it has a narrative it if it has a motivation to the narrative if it has mm. something to it i'm i will always support a song in a film so but if you add a certain song like which doesn't add up to the story or which just just for the sake of entertainment like it doesn't have any motivation to it it doesn't have a motivation to it like i kind of true don't support but don't like support, uh, support yeah yeah like the item song yeah which mm. we like shilaki jawani or something like <laughs> so if it doesn't have a motivation like i won't support it actually so depending on the narrative depending suppose you take uh, a a film can be without a song too right if it's supporting the narrative it can be based on the design itself so it's not important that we need to have a have an item song in a film or something but it's for but for the same reason like if you have a meaningful song to it i will totally support a song in a film in a bollywood film or some or an indie film so it's pretty much normal for me <clears throat> yeah yeah i yeah. i i completely agree with that yeah uh, yeah that that's what i think um, also i think we should uh, we should uh, like i i i think there could be a certain way to make a film uh, mm. retaining songs also uh, not making it very frivolous like usually what mm. happens is the song just breaks out and people start mm. dancing but it could be made in better ways too so what are your thoughts on like uh, in indian cinema's representation internationally uh, what all should be done uh, towards making it uh, bigger mm. and having worked with rimadas who has gained so much international fame Uh, at toronto and so many other uh, film festivals what what are your thoughts on the film festival thing the circuit ha huh. so like parallel films in india have played a very important role and it has changed the era of indian filmmaking so like i would always support filmmakers like rimadas <laughs> so like they changed the era of the film actually the style of making a film they brought out a certain narrative which was pretty important which was not really 
uh, talked about for so many years, like the flood in Assam. It's a very typical topic, but people didn't talk about it. People didn't bring out in visually, right? So, like for that, I will always support people like Primadas who always plays with something that yeah, something important that has to be brought out, right? And for people to know, yeah, the unknown stories from Assam or from any northeastern states or any other filmmakers from any states who can bring out some parallel stories other than the typical Bollywood entertainment movies, like which becomes a laughing stock, even which becomes a laughing stock actually uh, for the viewers internationally. So like th- this kind of film should be brought out and should be uh, like... Yeah, celebrated. Yeah, celebrated actually internationally. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, yeah. growing up in Assam, uh, we have seen so uh, floods so frequently during the monsoons, and uh, and also we uh, there is one more thing which happens a lot in Assam is protests for banning something, right? We we uh, ban this and ban that, and when that scene which we see in village rock stars where the kids are protesting against the floods and they are shouting slogans like "ban the floods, ban the floods," that's funny and political. And so relatable at all at the same time. That's that's a brilliant scene, is what I feel. Uh, <laughs> back the floods, and also yeah. in Bulbul can sing where uh, the portrayal of uh, the guy I forgot his name. I think Sumon. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. So th- we have always seen that that like we have seen people teasing. Uh, uh, people uh, around their sexualities and and that portrayal has come out so beautifully in that film so i i, I really think we, we need such sensitive portrayals and of realities from assam and northeast and now uh, tell me like i haven't asked you this like when you decided to get into filmmaking what was the reaction from your friends and family what was the conversation you had and what is the general attitude towards indie filmmaking from the normal public in Assam and your friends and family how do they understand do they understand indie filmmaking and what it is about uh, so uh, since uh, from my family my mother was into music music mm-hmm. so they were uh, she was pretty much interested in films too like she used to tell me like one day we're gonna make this and that so, oh, so we'll see. bring out yeah, uh, we'll try to bring out our culture, our own stories that has been hidden for so many years. So like, yeah, from that, I got some energy, a positive energy from her. So that's how I decided to pursue with filmmaking. But my father was a bit hesitant. So like he was like, after doing engineering, why are you changing the subject? Like you should, <laughs> since you are a biomedical engineer, so you should work in some medical fields or some in medical companies or like in uh, some hospitals and all. So why are you changing the subject? I was like, it's my kind of interest which from which I grew up. It's uh, I grew up from a place or like I grew up from the kind of people which who told me so many stories. Like I couldn't get it out of my head. So I had to tell someone or the other. So how can I tell uh, a bigger audience? So I felt like this is an important field for me to 
like bring out my story, my own story, uh, which has been hidden for so many years. And this is the right art form like, which I felt should I should bring out. So that's how my family kind of supported. Was a bit hesitant, but they kind of supported me. So about my friends, like when they heard about me doing filmmaking, they weren't much aware about it. So people like us, after uh, completing engineering, got into jobs, got into some trial or something. So some because some didn't get a job, got tensed about their own life so they forgot about it so when they saw me with uh, rima working working for a film they were like kind of surprised Are, how come you went to this field you were a different person yeah. back then I so they were pretty much yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i was also surprised like kind of when i saw you in girli appa i was like <laughs> oh. how come this fellow went there <laughs> like i couldn't believe it actually i just watched it uh, twice and then mm. like yeah he's it's him it's really him <laughs> i i felt so proud like okay i have a, a friend right now a friend whom i missed for so many years and like he's into my own industry right now <laughs> yeah i i get the feeling yes yeah. <laughs> and I, we should do something big someday totally 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 i i, I was like, like just like how your mother is supportive towards this field my mother yeah, is too. also like uh, into other arts like she is a writer she writes she has yeah, written yeah. books in asmis she is asmis so she writes in asmis and teaches okay. in asmis so uh, so she was always supportive towards me uh, working uh, towards doing something in the film industry and now when yeah. i went back this pandemic so i started watching a lot of films with her and now we are big yes. fans of abbas kirostami jafar panahi ajgar farhadi oh, like me and my mom keep <laughs> having conversation like panahi has made this and that so oh. so like okay. so uh, i i have told her about you and she was like so amazing uh, you should work with your friends and you guys should do something and, and it is amazing like so <laughs> yeah it is it, a very different feeling yeah. it's pretty much looking forward to it in future yeah. so yeah definitely definitely tell me uh, a little bit about uh, the, the cinema film that you want to make like are you writing it and um, uh, when do you plan to make it yeah so like my idea so like i'm pretty much into script analysis now so mm. i'm just i i just have an idea about some folk tales and some history which mm-hmm. i have researched about it so it's based on boro culture since i belong from boro tribe so mm-hmm. i'm pretty much interested to bring out stories different stories from my tribe mm-hmm. so since i have lots of them so i'm trying to choose uh, the best one out of it so i'm still on process so mm-hmm. i still will take some time to mm-hmm. bring out my final idea and mm-hmm. i'll surely sh- share with you once i'm done with definitely. it definitely yep definitely definitely cool uh, we are we have come towards the end and before we end could you just give give us some recommendations of films and filmmakers that have inspired you if you could share some with us which yeah. are some films that everyone should watch mm-hmm. so like i started watching asian films like ozu ozu so, yes, yeah ozu is my favorite uh 
filmmaker i would say Amazing. so i learned many things from ozu like mm. for example if i tell you visually the low angle shots which huh. looks pretty much interesting huh. so like uh, it uh, tells about the japanese culture like people used to sit mm. on floors while the, mm. eating something or discussing something Mm. so that's how i got it yeah and the characters and all it's quite very simple style of acting is very yeah. yeah different from other other films right mm-hmm. so the style of the characters it's pretty much interesting to watch them and like yeah. favorite film is tokyo story acha so, i haven't seen that i've seen late spring okay. and the only okay sun. late spring yeah yeah okay and what about autumn early autumn no not even that i've seen oh. a few mizoguchi movies though like seen four okay. or five mizoguchi movies yeah i'm yet to explore ozu more but yeah i loved okay. late spring very peaceful and okay. sweet it it's it's mm-hmm. a very different feeling it's very sweet and peaceful such lovely characters it's so beautiful yeah. and there's a lot of stay with the shots yeah you need a lot of patience mm-hmm. though to watch ozu correct films. correct we we always need the patience with ozu ozu films <laughs> yeah and abbas so, kirustami is influenced uh, from ozu yeah abbas kirustami hmm. so and then like asgard films filmmakers like asgard has and bong joon ho uh, yeah. like memories of murder hmm. and then ogza and then the parasite finally which won hmm. yeah <laughs> the <laughs> oscar so and like japanese films like uh, the filmmaker like like father like son have you watched it No, not and shoplifters. I was about to watch it, but I haven't. Yes, it's in my list. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, you should watch it. So it's pretty interesting. I just forgot the name of the director. Uh, of shoplifters. Yeah, of shoplifters. Yeah, even I'm not aware. Yeah. Um. So you should watch all of them. So I'll recommend mm-hmm. that film. since i'm from asia so i will recommend asian films more sure <laughs> yeah well, uh, have you explored uh, apicharpong where is it cool if that's the pronoun- correct pronunciation i don't know the thai thai filmmaker uh, 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 can you tell one, the name of the film of his film any film uh, there is one which won the palm d'or called uncle boon me who can recall past oh, okay. lives ha 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 <laughs> it's pretty interesting actually i've watched it i just couldn't recall the director's uh-huh. name that's why yes yes yeah. oh, and what about wonkar wai hong kong cinema wonkar wai yeah huh. you made a good <laughs> <laughs> choice wonkar wai uh the most popular film in the mood for love in the mood for love correct so like it brings out the mood right <laughs> the kind of mood which you need to feel the film like it makes you just go through deep so that's how wankar wai plays with characters it's pretty much subtle with all the moods that go through <coughs> totally so i really like the character just, art yeah 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 go for it go for it ah, okay so any, any more recommendation any last one just one film okay. that you think people should watch okay so uh, could be indian also it's okay indian yeah, okay so it's asian films like uh satyajit ray ray's film people can watch satyajit ray's film like yeah batar panchali hmm and like 
I will recommend one film from Assam, then a filmmaker like Janu Borua. Yeah, Janu Borua. People should watch that. Hello, so yes, sir. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's a very beautiful film. And uh, yeah. like films like Kothanodi, where Adil Hussain has played it, played an important role. Hmm. So Kothanodi is also a good film. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I would recommend all of that. I hope these films are easily available because uh, I'm not sure where Janu Borua's film. Hello, dear sir. I bow down. Kai would be available, but I, I, these films should be available. Yeah. People should yeah. make way for mm-hmm. such films. Yeah. Okay. Cool then. Uh, thank you for joining me on this podcast. And it, it, it. This is one of uh, a very. This was a very different podcast for me. Very special one. And we had a lovely conversation. It's. Yep. Thank you for hearing me. And I'm looking forward to meeting you, working with you in the future. Yep, I'm also very, pretty much positive about it. We'll meet and we'll talk about it. Very, very true. Very well. We will do that. Ciao. All Ciao. the best uh, with your work. Ciao. All the films Ciao. that are releasing and the film you're trying to make, you're trying to ideate right now. All the best mm. with all that. Thank, Thank you. you. Take Ciao. care. Take Bye. Care. Okay. Bye-bye.